0: Good evening, Cobbesee families, and welcome to the Cobbesee Evening Fireside Podcast. The warriors and rovers are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky. Each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And This is your blue sheet about what did happen today. Just in case you are wondering, the weather today was yet another amazing main day. There was a threat of a thunderstorm, some discussion amongst the leadership whether that thunderstorm would land. I just want to go on the record by saying that I was sure it would not, and it did not. So that was good. Um, And it was just lovely. It was a wonderful day out there, a wonderful evening, more to the point where we got to do our giant hatchet hunt. More on that in a little bit. Here comes the details. Today, which is day three of Color War 34, pre-breakfast, there is staff tennis already getting going. 7.45 was Reveille. And at 8.25, egg toss between two leadership team members. 8.30 had silent breakfast. And 9 o'clock, B.O.B. number three, which is American leadership. That's right. It's the president's. 9.30 was the inspection. Or was it? Oh, it was a bead call. What's a bead call, you ask? Well, there are these bracelets that we call beads and everybody has one. There's, if you're on the gray team, you have a gray bracelet if you're on a blue team, you have a blue bracelet. And uh, when the bead call happens, there is a cannon and then we will rock you plays out over the camp. Queens, we will rock you. And no matter where you are or what you are doing, literally no matter what you are doing, you got to run up to the lower football field where there's a gray bucket and a blue bucket and you got to drop your wristband right in there And if you do, well, that's a point. And if you don't, well, that's not a point. It's not the entire song. It's not all three whatever minutes of We Will Rock You. It's probably about a minute and a half, and uh, it's sort of arbitrary when it stops. So you only have a little bit, and it's just a frantic scramble towards the blue bucket. It's pretty fun to watch. It looks like people either running towards a rock concert or fleeing Godzilla. Whatever, however you want to look at it, that's what it looks like. So, during inspection was the bead call. And then there was round 8, 9.45. And that's group 2 had climbing, archery, and darts. Group 3 had gaga. Group 4, tennis. Group 5 had basketball. Group 6 had football. And then all the other groups, all the way up to 10, had the track meet. Yep, it was pretty fast. Really fun to see. Really fun to watch these guys just go fast. It's pretty fun to watch. 11.15 was round 9, gaga for the group 2. Group 3 was cross-country. Group 4 was soccer. Group 5, climbing, archery, and darts. Group 6, tennis. Group 7, softball. Group 8, football. Group 9, cross-country. And Group 10, three-point shooting. We had a silent lunch at at 1 o'clock. And then the skits, the impromptu skits were handed out. That means you have just a few hours between when you get the, the prompt and when you have to deliver a full Play about the prompt. The prompt this year was that I was me, the camp director Josh was was trying to figure out a replacement for the former director of blank, and then there was an interview process. Both both were very good. Um, One team came out on top in a clear fashion. That was the gray team. Blue team uh, had some points, but not as many as the gray. And then the giant relay at three o'clock. You don't know what the Giant Relay is. It's literally that. It is it is 118 different legs all over Camp Coffee, all the way up to the entrance road, all the way down to the waterfront, at least twice, all over using every single sport, hockey, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, tennis, basketball, football, running, swimming, jumping. You got to carry Gatorade on your head. You got to carry a rover on your back. You got to do all kinds of stuff. Everybody has a part to play. And, uh, and it turns out, that Gray won that also. Then there was team time, and then the impromptu skits happened. Gray won that. And at silent dinner, of course, and then what was going to be round 10 was instead the impromptu skits. We had them after dinner, and then it was time for the hatchet hunt. Here's the deal. It has always been a tight race from the beginning. It's something that the GMOC, the great minds of Cavasi, are always worried about is whether it's going to be a good split. That is... Did the, did the scouting and the weighing and the testing of the speed of each and every single camper at Camp Covisy and then separating them into teams did that separation yield age groups that were equal in, you know, on the long view in athleticism and competitive spirit and so on. So are the games even? You can tell that by finding out whether the scores are even. And today, Gray, right before the hatchet hunt surged into the lead with... Well, it was actually before the hatchet hunt and the impromptu skits. Uh, so it was 688 gray to 683. That's right. After three full days of competition, it was a difference of five points, which, by the way, is what any one of the second-grade events might earn you, or the swing might be that much. So it is as close as a color war could possibly be. There is no doctoring of these scores. There is no, uh, the the only doctoring that might happen is the doctoring of making the teams extremely even. But we're gonna just allow ourselves a little celebration about how even these teams are. And as we go to the break, I'd like you to listen to the exciting sounds of the day. Uh, I know that Sarah Sultan, our media specialist, got a bunch of really sweet ones, especially at the hatchet hunt. So here that comes. This is your Blue Sheet Report for today, day three of Color War 34. Blue, so number two, is a song lyric. The battle's in your hands now, but I would lay my armor down if you said you'd rather love than fight. Taylor Swift it could be at footballs all journey for it's it's we're supposed so, like, what sports you actually wear home before? And, and armor. Baseball is hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball, hockey. Yeah. baseball. Yeah. Right. baseball, right. I, I I don't right. you know, I don't know, Like, hypothetically, what if it's the no bridge of the song what if it's... Free, that's really yeah. good. What if it's completely the same goal? Like, what if this is the bridge of whatever three, three, three 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 the time? There's, what? there's, the there's three lines in the same There's what? Three in the Great Team Runners! Deacon! Owen Whisper! Jesse! Callum! Matthew S! Charlie! Cam! Adam E! Leo! It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cavasi, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Kavasee itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy. Those times are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Imagine, if you will, both Jamie and I are standing at the bottom of the Fireball. Fireball is what we call the area where we have our campfires. As you know, we've tested out of all of our pods, and the boys are maskless. They are able to just run around and be boys in the woods and have a great time. And so they're all, everybody's got their long pants and their long sleeves and their headlamps, and they're definitely blinding each other with those headlamps, and they're just very excited. They look like a whole bunch of kids from the movie um, E.T. running around in the dark with their flashlights, and they are down there, and they're all. It's all flutter. There's lots of of ideas and theories and excited conversation about how far they could run in three minutes and so on. And they get down into the the fire bowl and they are separated into teams and then we address the rules and off they go. And so then Jamie and I are standing there and you look out and you've got, each team probably has 10 maps uh, of Kavasi and they're all gathered around each other on the, the pews is the wrong word, on the benches for the campfire bowl and they're all looking down at the maps and their headlamps are all combining on those maps. So there's, There's one constellation of a bright map with a bunch of little furry heads looking over it, and over here there's another one, and this kid's poking at this one, and this guy's shaking the map, and his buddies are asking him to stop shaking the map, and there's all this ripple and excitement there, and every four minutes or so, um, there's an announcement to get new runners up to the area, and they go up to the area, and they stand there, and they're excited. They have been given missions by their generals, and they're about to run off, and Look next to the bluey tree, or look over by the opening to the dining hall, or look over the very top of the lacrosse field, and so on. And they're going to report back. There's maybe no other time in a boy's life when they have such distinct missions. You run here, look here, and then report back to the mothership. And it's all very exciting. And I'm happy to say that uh, you know you always you always want the the hatchet to be found not too early. But you want it to be found, and and it was this evening by the Gray team, another win for Gray, and it was Ari Stralitz who has been a Cobbsie boy for who knows how long. I think seven years, and he's just the nicest guy. He's nice to everybody. He's really enthusiastic. He's very competitive, very athletic, but he's just a good guy. He's the original Cobbsie boy, and it's so cool to see. He was so excited that he could barely breathe. He was barely talking. You have to you get interviewed if you get the hatchet. And He came back. And he just, he'd already, he'd, you know, he's in good shape, Ari is. And so you'd expect his breathing to settle down. But long after the exercise had worn off on his, the effect of the exercise had worn off on his cardiovascular system, boy, was the adrenaline still pumping. It looked like he just arrived when he was telling the story. He's breathing so hard. He's so excited. What a dream. And it was just hilarious and wonderful and just joyful to see him get that hatchet and be the, tri- everybody was chanting, Ari Strelitz. Man, what a cool moment for one of our group 10 Covisee boys for years and years and years, Ari Strelitz. And so that is what I saw today. I saw a whole bunch of Covisee boys getting to do another thing that they never will be able to do back home, which is basically a a scavenger hunt with crazy clues, you know, at 8.30 to 9.30 p.m., running hither and thither, executing missions for your team. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbesee for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, exhausted. They're all asleep right now, probably. Nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. That's small.